Hi there, my name is Arzu Mohepur. I'm one of the co-founders of Design to Connect, and you're listening to a student's perspective. Hi there, and thanks for tuning in to A Student's Perspective, the weekly series that connects students with designers, manufacturers, educators, industry professionals, and design media celebrities to hear their stories on just how they've gotten to where they are now. Through our conversations, we connect the past, present, and future of design to show just how much we can learn from each other to grow towards our fullest potential without prescribed limitations. Think of a student's perspective as a weekly design lecture series from the student's point of view. A student's perspective is a division of the nonprofit University Hall of Innovation, whose goals are to connect students with the design industry through design challenges and mentorship and a collaboration with the Marywood University Interior Architecture Program in Scranton, Pennsylvania. All interviews can be found in their video format at www.astudentsperspective.tv. For more information or sponsorship inquiries, please contact universityhalloofinnovation at gmail.com. Thank you so much for tuning into this week's episode of A Student's Perspective. Today, we're here with Arazu, who um, is going to tell us a little bit about herself to begin. Hey, sure. So uh, career-wise, if I want to say, uh, it's a little bit complicated. So I think I'm going to go into the details of it a little bit later. But for now, I'm going to stick to that. I'm one of the co-founders of Design to Connect, which is a social design podcast. Uh, that is uh, trying to rethink and redefine and kind of challenge uh, today's, let's say, so-called mainstream architecture. Definitely. I think that is such a cool idea. Um, can you talk a little bit about, so you do it with Ahadil um, Al-Baba. How did you guys meet? How did you start that idea for the podcast? So, yeah, this goes, I think, into two years ago. Um, uh after graduating, I started uh, working in a corporate office and uh, what was happening there and like the hours were crazy. I was working 11 hours per day uh, for work that didn't have any meaning for me. Like I, I was not enjoying what I was doing and also like with a very low uh, amount of salary, which I couldn't even pay my rent uh, with. So after 11 months of working in this office, I resigned and um, there was a lot of things that happens in between, like from the time that I resigned and when we started Design to Connect. But uh, the months before starting to design, design to Connect, I was um, talking a lot about how I was feeling about the architecture industry on LinkedIn. Um, and uh, Hadil was doing the same thing. And uh, we kind of connected, she messaged me and she she said she really wants to have a call because she feels that like the things, uh, the challenges that we are facing, they're very similar. Um, so we um, uh, started, like we, we joined the Zoom call, I think after like one, one week talking on LinkedIn. And uh, it was there that, we we saw like that we were not alone in what we were facing and it, it felt good you know after uh, a lot of months like feeling alone in this architecture world and uh, so the the situation was that we were both 
we didn't know what was the answer. We just knew that there were things that we saw in our careers that we didn't like. And um, so we were really curious to understand what was the solution to that. But we also wanted to kind of raise awareness uh, that these issues exist in architecture. Let's not just stay silent. Let's talk about it. And yeah, after a couple of times that we talked through Zoom, we said, yeah, maybe doing a podcast and having a conversation with people uh, about these issues that we're facing can be a good thing. And yeah, that's how Design to Connected started. That's such an amazing story. And I love how, especially during the pandemic, when people are really realizing how we can use social media and everything to our advantage to connect with people literally across the world. It's like you live in Italy, she lives, or yeah, you live in Italy, she lives in Canada. Yeah. And like, that's amazing how you guys were able to foster that connection um, and, and kind of just relate over those similar issues you're having in your careers. Uh, based on the conversations you've had so far in the podcast, what do you think has has been one conversation that's uh, stood out for you, maybe, that that you've enjoyed talking to somebody in particular? I think, I mean, none of the conversations were the same because, like, they were about such different topics. Um, I don't know if I can choose one, but I think something that is very, that was very, like, hard to felt it for me was the issues with like working overtime and being underpaid and those were like you know the things that I was really feeling on a on a daily basis when I was working in the corporate office and I think yeah the conversation with Jake Rudin and Ellen um, from Out of Architecture was something that that yeah, was a challenge that was that we, we faced so yeah, for sure. So once you exited kind of that corporate scene, what what are you up to now um, for your work today? Uh, so what I work on kind of changes, and I I really like exploring different things. Um, so when I got off out of the corporate job, I was really burned out, and I really didn't know what to do with my life because like even looking at buildings like was was making me stressed so i really needed to take a break like from architecture so uh, i started blogging i started making youtube videos and the funny thing is that the two works after that that i found was not based on like my degree in architecture but it was based on the say skills that I kind of developed in those months that I was feeling really like sad and like I didn't know what to do with myself. So from that there I started working with two NGOs that they were focusing mostly on humanitarian architecture. Uh, then I did some installations. After that Design to Connect happened. Uh, I worked with some European projects um, like on homelessness, immigration. And right now <laughs> It's still really complicated to say like what I exactly do. I, I work with different projects, let's say, but Design to Connect has continued till till this moment. Yeah, definitely. And I think that's like a common issue too, especially today in the fields of architecture, just that feeling of burnout and not having a healthy relationship with, with your career anymore. So besides like, th that's great to hear that like blogging and like doing kind of distancing yourself a little bit 
helped you with that? Do you, do you have any other maybe advice for people who are experiencing those same feelings um, in their careers and how they can kind of develop a healthier relationship with it? Yeah, I think, I mean, it's not something that comes over over a day or a week. It's yeah. like, I think your career and, and your like kind of personal life and personal growth, it's something that comes together. And like, as you, every time you face challenges, like you become a little bit more humble, you like, and you kind of, I don't know. I think just being curious is, is one key is that like, because I think we are so much like taught to have this one vision and stick to it. And if you don't get there, like everything is done. Uh, but I think instead, like it's okay to have a, like a general vision about your life, like not to go do every random thing in the world. Uh, but like within that vision, you, you can be flexible and you can just let yourself uh, explore because I think it's through exploration that you really get to know yourself. You, you really get to understand what you're good at, what you're not good at, what you like. Um, and I think it's a journey. It, it can change with, with age and it's okay. Just like being okay with it, kind of. For sure. Yeah. And I was wondering if you could too talk a, lot, a little bit about your education and did you maybe feel like you had that room to explore while you were getting your degree and, and kind of like where, where you draw your inspiration from? Yeah. So no, my education was exactly opposite because, yeah. okay, so I have to start um, from high school. So I, my whole life, I, I really loved studying and I loved getting good grades. Like these were my two goals in life and that kind of also continued during my education um like when i was in my bachelor's um the main thing that i said i want to do it was to get for gpa every semester get a scholarship and graduate as a top student and that's what i did that was the goal i did that and um yeah, the problem with, with this kind of goals is that when you reach them, you're like, okay, now what? I need next the next challenge, you know? Yeah, so there is that, that part that you really feel like, okay, my life now has lost meaning. I need to just find another challenge to do. And so, yeah, let's say those grades helped me to get to the master's studies in Polytechnic University of Milan with two scholarships. Then again, I was pushing more um for again becoming the top student or whatever um so yeah that was the goal until the second semester of my master's um when like everything in my life started just collapsing like uh um like everything that i identified with till that moment let's say my grades uh, my family, the my relationships, my friendships, everything, like nothing seemed to work like for three, four months. Wow. And I went through this really intense uh, months that I was really depressed, really anxious. Even like just going to university, something that I enjoyed before so much, just getting out of bed and going to university became super hard for me. I had to call my mom every day, like talk to her one hour. Yeah. Just just to be able to, you know, 
get myself together and say, okay, you can get out of house, you can face people. Um, and yeah, I think that was the point that things started shifting for me. And uh, yeah, so I started to become a little bit more flexible because I understood like life doesn't work as linear as I imagined it <laughs> to work. Sure. So this moment, you know, like you study, you get your good grades and that's it. Um, so yeah, and like that kind of shifting in my personal life also changed the types of buildings that I started to like. Like I started to like before I was really in love with like this alien looking buildings. Um, uh, and then after that, like I had this passion for mod humanitarian buildings. Like th there was a really deep shift inside <laughs> uh, me. Yeah, it, it was, uh, it's funny. Like I think people that knew me before cannot relate to me right now. Uh, but yeah, so I think that was the first step for me to become a little bit more flexible with what was going in life, going on in my life. And I think the other point was when I graduated and I was thinking because I graduated as a top student from Polytechnic University of Milan, like everybody wants me right now. Like wherever I, I apply, <laughs> they're gonna accept me. That didn't happen. I applied like for months and it was four months of silence, like nothing. Nobody even told me like, we don't want you. <laughs> you just didn't answer me. I, I think yeah, that was another level of like humbling, like Arzu, it's okay. Let's shift. Let's be flexible. Like, let's try different things. Um, yeah, I think those were the main two things that kind of make me be more flexible or let myself give myself the space to explore also because I had no other way <laughs> Let's and sometimes like something big like that needs to happen to have that shift in perspective because like we could like as students too like we can just go on and on and have like these like smaller goals in mind but until something kind of like just shakes everything up and then you start to like think more about like what you actually want to do and it as as hard as that must have been that it sounds like it definitely gave you like a better perspective moving into your career for sure. Yeah, no, that definitely. Yeah. My, my mom always was telling me like, <laughs> I, I hope you fail like at some point in your life because you need it. I, I think she was saying it. I, I couldn't see it in that point, but yeah. <laughs> <is a> good thing. <laughs> yeah. It's so hard to hear, but it's so important. Yeah. Um, you talked a little bit about like, uh, that interview process and like trying to get a job after school. Um, do you have any advice maybe on that of how how best to present yourself, how to set yourself apart from other people in the field? Um, I think, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think just being yourself, uh, because just being yourself, you would be different from anyone else. I'm not sure that architecture industry is I mean, it's ready for that <laughs> mm -hmm. because like everything is like very defined in boxes and architecture yeah. is a kind of a very isolated industry. So your it might happen that your other qualities might not be seen as very important. Like, do you know BIM or not? Do you know how to use this software or not? I don't care about anything else. That you can do. <laughs> for sure. But yeah, I think being yourself and finding offices that have 
a culture that is similar to your values. Um, I think if you go with something that is authentic to you, I know authentic is used very much, but it is it is true. Uh, you don't have to compete, you know, much because. But this is not something that is very easy. It takes time, and that's okay. For sure, yeah. And it's almost like, would you say like? you have to at some point find that starting place to kind of see where your interests are and like what you want to do moving forward. Cause I know like me personally, I don't even know what I want to do out of school. I know I want it to be something design related, architecture related, but in terms of the specific path, I'm just not sure yet. So I, I mean, I've heard a lot of the time, like just find some place and then to find what you don't want to do. Cause that'll help you even further to find what you do want to do. So would you say it's, I guess better to start somewhere and just kind of figure it out. Um. <laughs> yeah, in the beginning, beginning maybe like, um, but uh, I'm I don't agree very much with like starting in an office and yeah. then just jump from job to job without giving yourself break mm-hmm. break because especially in in architecture office you don't have much time to reflect or even think like you're so full with everything that is happening uh, that yeah. you really need some months i think in between one job to another to just you know come back to yourself and reflect and i understand like what were the points that i didn't like what were the points that i like so yeah i think giving some breaks in, from one job to another is good but yeah maybe in the beginning you need some exploration for sure yeah that's such a refreshing perspective too because I feel like a lot of the time we're just told to like go from one thing to the next and not take that break to reflect because that's also so important in the creative process too like if we don't have time to take a break we'll just we're kind of like stuck in the same mindset so I think that's that's super important yeah definitely um, so you guys talk a lot about um very progressive ideas on your podcast and kind of where the the world of design is headed today and how we can like step back from, I guess, the more traditional way that things have always been run. So uh, I was wondering if you could share a little bit about where maybe you see the future of design heading. That's also like kind of a big question, but if you want to break that down for us a little bit. Well, I, I feel so proud. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Um, I think that the first thing would be to for the design industry, for the architecture industry to come out of its isolated format that it is. And like for architects on to kind of make themselves open this, to this idea that like architecture is related to so many different issues. So first we need to collaborate with different like professionals and I think that already can can bring so much more humanity to architecture that I think right now it's a little bit lacking. Like, yeah, definitely. If I want to say it's worth it. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. Um, I I definitely agree with that. I think that I, I really just I love connecting with people, and I think a big part of design is really being empathetic for the client and thinking about what they want. And a lot of people just want to do like the design that they want to do. So I think if we can like culture, cultivate more of that um, attitude in, in our designs, I think that's, that's super important. Just keeping like the person first. 
Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and lowering the ego for sure. Like definitely. Like just be a collaborator in the design process, not thinking that you're expert because yes. none of us really are. <laughs> yes, so true. Yeah. And I just I ask so many questions too. I'm such a curious person. So it's I, I mean, I I think that's so important. Like just kind of low bring yourself down a little bit, like knowing you're often you're, you're not going to be the best at everything you do. So you have to, you have to just gauge that and see like where you are, just learn from other people as much as you can too. Did you have any specific role models like going through school and today um, that maybe you could talk a little bit about that have helped you with, cause you, you have a really good perspective on all this stuff. So I'm interested to see like where you draw, where, who your role models are um, growing up. Um, I don't know if this is the answer you want to hear. Normally, I, I I can't think of anyone. And even if I can think of people, they are not in the architecture industry. Um, but in terms of way of thinking, like right now, who I really, let's say, enjoy listening to are, uh, and also to their podcasts. And so a lot of, let's say, my vision towards the world comes from there. Uh, one is Jay Shetty. I don't know if you know him. Oh, I don't think uh, so. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you can check him out. It's yeah. he yeah. And another one is Justin Baldoni. None of them are architects. Um okay. but I really enjoy like their vision. And I think a third one, which is maybe the most important one actually for me, is my faith. Uh I think it has really helped me through different parts of my life and to understand like how I want to shape my career and also be designed to connect. I think I draw a lot of inspiration from there. Yeah. And you said your, your faith, could you talk a little bit more yeah. about that? Yeah, sure. Uh, so uh, I'm a Baha'i. I don't know if you've heard from it. Oh, about it. So. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so it's Baha'i is the latest religion as much as I know, like, it's around 200 years old. And uh, in its core is the idea of oneness of humanity, oneness of religion, and oneness of God. And then everything else around it like comes from this, uh, let's say, main core idea. And I think, yeah, I mean, the base that I'm trying to go with Design to Connect is a lot of times me going through the writings and seeing something and I kind of try to correlate it uh, with architecture, like how could this concept kind of go into the design board? How can be like, yeah, because the blog that I started <laughs> after coming out of architecture was kind of about this, not relating to architecture, but I was trying to uh, bring ideas out of my faith and like make them in a way that is relatable maybe to everyone. And I think that really helped me also later to to kind of know what I wanted to talk about in design to connect as well. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. And it's it's such a grounding thing too, especially when you're talking about like all of the the hardship that you went through and kind of how that like shaped where you ended up, like having faith and having something externally, like outside of like the work world as well. Like that's that's super important, I think. And it, it also helps us get a better perspective. Yeah, that sounds right. 
I think uh, switching gears a little bit, I was wondering if you could just like kind of talk about a day in the life, like work-life balance, that kind of thing. Um, so yeah. Okay. Yeah, sure. Um, so yeah, this is something that is really, really important for me. Uh, thank you for bringing it up. And uh, yeah, I mean, I told you that I, I was always studying a lot. I really enjoy studying. Also, I think because I enjoy learning. But I never let that get in the way of other parts of my life. Like, I never stayed up during my studying period. Like, that's something that was clear for me, that I'm not, I'm going to sleep at night. Uh, and, <laughs> yeah, I, like, I think a lot of, uh, let's say, work-life balance goes into knowing what your priorities are and also managing your time when you have those two in mind it is possible no matter what you're doing to to keep a balance between your life like between different parts of your life and for me um sorry i'll drink tea because my voice is gone for me uh like all parts of my life are important like my relationship my uh friendships like going out sleeping having weekends free is as important as having a good career or in, in my past like getting good grades um so i don't think they should really go against each other and this thinking that your career should become your whole life that's a really sad way of looking at life because we are really so much more than that and the the point is that the more that you isolate yourself in your career the less new ideas you have and your your ideas also become less valuable because you're always in this box doing repetitive things uh how much creativity can come out of a person that just wakes up works sleeps and wakes up again like a lot of our learning a lot of our creativity comes out of our connection with others, out of sleep, rest, reading books, going out, seeing nature. Uh, so if you really want to have a good career, you should have a full life. Um, that's, yeah. that's such a good point. Yeah. And I think like going back to like the burnout too, of like working in a corporate job, I, I can only assume that like during that time, it was very focused on your career and like less so these other elements that you're talking about that are also so important. Do, do you feel like that was happening at that point in time where it was, it was so much about the work you were doing? Okay, definitely. I mean, it was not something that I chose. It's just that I had to yeah. kind of survive. And because I got a job after so many months of applying for jobs, I wanted to stick, like, I don't know, like I was saying I should be, you know, so grateful for having a job and like the other things are not important. But after a couple of months, I felt that I was not myself because, I mean, during my, uh, like even from high school, I... I always was studying, but I had my dance class. I had my, let's say, clay class. I had this, that. So I had things going on at the same time. And I was me becoming only an architect and then that becoming my only identity was really killing me. Uh, and I think that's one of the reasons I got out of the job. And then I went out 
exploring because I was like, no, that's not my only identity. Yeah. I want to try different things. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. You brought up so many good things there. And especially in school, do you have, do you have any more advice for really make, prioritizing like those other things outside of school and just like, because uh, uh, we're, we're told so many times, like you should do all of these things, you should be well-rounded, but then in the heat of it, like if you have like such a big assignment or project and it's just taking up all your time, like how do you balance that with everything else that you want to do as well? Um, for, for me personally, like doing things over time, like not, uh, I'm a type of person that if I have a deadline in one month, like I start working on it now, even if the, the first days is working on it 30 minutes but then as as you get closer to the deadline like i work on it i start working on it more um so yeah firstly to to have a regular way of working on the things that you want to work like don't push something for for the time of the deadline that that happens very often with architects i think uh, what do you see as the biggest challenge in your field uh, today with what you're doing i mean we talked a little bit about the corporate experience, but in terms of like doing the podcast and doing um, your job today, like how do you balance all of those things? And what do you feel is the biggest challenge through it all? Um, <clears throat> I think um, like thinking about putting a time for, for a specific thing and telling yourself, you have this specific time and after this time i'm not working on this anymore mm -hmm. first we'll like make your brain to kind of like adjust to that and you try to do things faster or anyway you try to stick to your time frame uh so for me my mornings is one of my part time so i tell myself okay after the morning you're not gonna look at this job anymore you do whatever you can do in the morning and afternoon is like designed to connect on all the other things that I'm doing. So I think get creating this, let's say hour boxes that you try to not to exceed from them. It's uh, something that at least helps me to kind of get, not get carried away, especially with creative work because it's difficult. I mean, maybe if, if you need uh, like, in that time frame you're like no new ideas comes to your mind maybe you can break that in into the day and then do different things in between and then come back to it um uh, but again yeah giving yourself a deadline every day uh, kind of i think helps me to not work after six o'clock no matter what um and yeah i think i think that's the main thing and Give yourself breaks between the day. Also, like go out in lunchtime, look outside, just let your brain like get the break that it needs and come back to work. Yeah, I recently heard about this technique where you do work for, I think it's 30 minutes and then take a five minute break, 30 minutes, five minute break, and then you get a longer break. And I think that's such an interesting way to deal with productivity too. Because if you have all those little breaks, it's like, okay, like I can do this in this manage manageable amount of time. And, and what you said about creative work too, like it's so hard sometimes to fit what you need to do into that like box of like, okay, I'll do it in this hour. But like, if you don't have, if you're not in the creative mindset, if you don't have inspiration at that time, it's hard to like get that work done because 
you just you can't really choose sometimes like when when you're feeling creative i guess so yeah yeah and sometimes if things don't come just maybe taking a walk listening to something that inspires you just yeah. brings back like fills up your like cup kind of and so you can go back to your work and do what's needed for sure yeah, this is kind of just a fun question, but I'm sure everybody would be really interested to learn. Since you live in Italy, what is your favorite food that you have on a, on a normal basis or something you have especially? <laughs> okay, so yeah, Friday nights is the pizza night. I can't I can't say anything on that. Uh, but among pastas, I think um, carbonara is my favorite. Oh, what is that? Okay, so there's pasta, there is the goat cheese, some okay. pepper, and uh, bacon. That sounds but amazing. cut in cubes, yeah, it's very good. Gosh, that's awesome. And eggs, sorry, yeah, mixed with eggs. <laughs> that's great. Um, yeah, part of the part of um, our school's curriculum is traveling to Italy to do a semester abroad. So oh. that's in the in the plans next year for me. So I'm super excited. Yeah, we go to Florence. Oh, you're coming here. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Which, which city are you going to? And we're going to Florence. Oh, okay. Flor Florence is beautiful. It's the most beautiful city in Italy. For my opinion. Sure. It's going to be great. <laughs> well, uh, just to wrap things up, I have one more question for you. Uh, if you could go back and tell your student self a piece of advice for you today, what would that piece of advice be? I think just take it easy. It's it's okay. Um like when you give yourself space, there are so many things that you're gonna learn about yourself. And like, yeah, just by giving yourself space, you're gonna be so much more than who you thought you could be, like your best self. So just give yourself space, give yourself space to explore. And know that it's okay, like, it's okay. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I think that's such a good sum up of like your whole journey, everything you've talked about today, for sure. Um, well, thank you. I thoroughly enjoyed this conversation. You are an amazing person. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. Um, and for everybody watching uh, Students Perspective today, please, if you like this episode, uh, like, share and comment and tune in next week as the conversation continues with a student's perspective. We hope you like this discussion with the design industry from a student's perspective. Please like, share, and comment, and stay tuned for more inspiring conversations to come.